Welcome to the Frontline Podcast for Christian Men, a place where men can find encouragement and strength to remain standing when the battles of life are closing in all around. A place where men will hear honest truth that will equip them and arm them to keep fighting in faith against the enemy's daily opposition. Gentlemen, you and I have been enlisted by God in the spiritual war as good soldiers of Jesus Christ, and the enemy wants to steal your joy and rob you of your peace. He wants to divide and destroy your marriages and your families. He wants to distract you from fulfilling the plans and purposes of God. And with his accusations and lies, he will tempt you to give in to fear, doubt, shame, and condemnation. But today, gentlemen, we refuse to allow him to take the win. And today we will stand in the victory that the Lord has won for us. Gentlemen, my brothers in Christ, welcome to the front line. Attack the objective. Well, hey, gentlemen, and welcome back to another episode of the Frontline Podcast for Christian Men. I am your host, Matt Knoll, and I thank you for joining me for another episode. This is my favorite day of the week. Maybe not as much as Saturday. Saturday is my day off, so I'll have to give this my second favorite day of the week. Podcast recording day. I have come to love so much recording these podcasts. I'm so thankful to the Lord for giving me this burden and this desire to to sit down and figure out how to record a podcast. <laughs> I'm truly grateful. I love recording this podcast. I, I love hearing from you, the listeners, uh, all the emails that I've get I've received from you guys and DMs on Instagram. Uh, it's so awesome to connect with you guys because I want you to know that we're all in this together. I'm not trying to sound all like sappy and, you know, lovey-dovey. You know, I, I understand this is a podcast for men, but uh, you know what? I'm man enough to say that that I'm with you, man. I'm with you. I want to be with you in this fight together. And we need each other. You know, we need to be okay with admitting that we need what we need one another and so i'm so thankful that uh that we are standing on the front line together gentlemen we're fighting this this battle for the things of jesus and uh we we desire to be the christian men that god wants us to be so uh if you want to connect with me you can hit me up on instagram and facebook at the frontline man you can watch the podcast on youtube if you haven't checked out it on you checked it out on YouTube yet, go and subscribe right now, and uh, and you can watch if you want to. <laughs> um, you can also send me an email, standing on the front line at gmail.com. and I would love to hear from you, get to know who you are, where you're from, and uh, and also if you have things that you need prayer for, I want to be praying for you. Uh, if you don't know, uh, every Friday morning. Uh, which is today. It's my podcast recording day. Uh, the first hour of my day I spend with the Lord and my cup of coffee. And I pray for you guys all by name and by what you need from God. And that I'm learning that that's quite a heavy load, but it's something I want to stay faithful at doing for you guys because this is so much more than just you listening to me talk. Like I, This is so much more than that. This I, I want this to become a movement 
of men all across this globe who desire to stand on the front line because we're at war and we need to be praying for each other, gentlemen. The Bible talks about in Galatians to bear the burdens of each other. And in doing that, we fulfill the will of Christ. And so I I want to be bearing your burdens and it's my honor to do so. Uh, I'm, I, I am limited to my time. I still work a 40 hour a week job and have a family and uh, you know a wife and kids who need my attention and my time and i'm also a pastor at a church and so you know sundays are a full day of ministry and so yeah i i i am a busy guy but i do want to make myself available for you because this is this is a burden in my heart and so if you want to connect if you need prayer let me know and i'll be i'll add you to that list And speaking of prayer, every Friday at 4 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, we have Frontline Men's Zoom Prayer. So if you want to join for that, let me know and I'll send out the email. And if you get emails from me every every Friday for the the prayer time and you can't join, uh, the emails will still come unless you say, hey, Matt, stop. I don't want to receive emails anymore. Then I'll take you off the list. Uh, But I just I've been really encouraged lately at the men who've been joining to encourage each other and then to pray for each other. So. Uh, you are welcome for that as well. Uh, this morning, uh, a man from our church uh, took me and my son and my dad out for breakfast. And uh, shout out to you, Frank. Uh, appreciate you doing that, showing the love. Nothing shows a man love like coffee and sausage and eggs and hash browns and toast and jam, right? There, there is some love from a man. <laughs> Keep your flowers. I want some breakfast. So that was a great time. And, uh, and we were just talking and, and making small conversation. And, uh, and Frank, he, he's such a, a, a man, a godly man, a humble man. He loves Jesus. Uh, I don't even know if he listens to the podcast. If you're listening, Frank, shout out to you, man. Um, but he and his wife, they, they, uh, they have a lot on their plate. And um, I'm not going to get into details, but uh, they are committed to their family and, uh, and they love Jesus and trust Jesus. Uh, but they've been through a lot and they have a lot of responsibilities that you and I don't know. We, we, we know nothing of. Um, I'm not going to get into details for personal reasons, but uh, they have a lot of burdens, a lot of weight. And yet this guy, you can't stop him from talking about Jesus. You start talking about the maple leaves. You start talking about, you know, uh, the breakfast you're eating, how good it is. Uh, next thing you know, he's talking about Jesus again. <laughs> so <laughs> it's pretty cool. Um, but he was telling me uh, not too long ago, uh, he woke up on a Saturday morning. He had a busy week week at work that week. And like all of us men, uh, sometimes we can be a little cranky, especially when we're tired. We've had a busy week at work on the job. And uh, he, he just told me he was a little bit cranky and a little bit grumpy with his wife. And uh, she went to work and he was kind of left alone but they you know they weren't on great terms because of him being grumpy and he said matt he's like during that day the holy spirit really told me to go buy your wife flowers and chocolates <laughs> so he obeyed that prompting of the holy spirit and uh and just the way he told it was just so cool and uh he said so i went and bought her bought her flowers he said i have to go out you know because they were they were mad at each other eh? there was some tension right because he was grumpy that day and uh, uh he said I, I gotta go out and so he went to the flower store and bought some flowers and chocolates and came home and gave them to his wife and she was very grateful 
And uh, I said, well, did she share the chocolates with you? And he said, yeah, she did. Or I think I think she did. Yeah, I think she did. Uh, but anyways, it was just a cool story. Um, you know, they've been married for a long time and and have three kids, you know, all grown up kids. But just to see their faithfulness to God and their faithfulness to each other, uh, it's pretty cool. It's really cool. And that story just blessed me this morning to hear that and uh, made me smile like I'm smiling right now. If you're not watching, you can probably hear me smiling in in the audio of my voice. But uh, that was really cool. So um, there's a lesson learned, gentlemen. You know, I I told them, you know what, man, we all we all get angry and grumpy. And and he knows that. Uh, But the Holy Spirit can speak even into those moments when things like that, like go buy your wife some flowers, man. You've been you've been you know, you've been a jerk. Go get her some flowers and apologize. So, anyways, I just thought I'd share that because that was fresh on my mind and just a really cool, uh, cool story to hear from him. So, with saying all that, let's get to today's topic, gentlemen. All right, all right, all right. Let's see what we've got. All right. All right. All right. All right. All right, Beth. Today we are talking about when a man feels like God has forgotten him. Do you ever feel like that? Do you ever feel like the Lord has forgotten about you? It's like, Lord, here I am on earth. I know you're up there in heaven somewhere, God. Do you see me? Do you see me anymore? Or have you forgotten all about me, Lord? (laughs) Have you ever felt that way? I know I have. I have felt many times like the Lord has forgotten me. Now, because of my Christian faith, because of uh, what the Bible teaches, I know that's not true. And you know that's not true, okay? God has not forgotten you. He's well aware of your situation. But that doesn't change the reality that we can feel like God has forgotten us, like God has rejected us, like God has turned his back on us. And if we're honest, it's a really horrible feeling to feel that way. Even though we know it's not true, our feelings and our mind and our emotions are telling us it's true. God has forgotten all about you, but it's not true. Those times when we cry out to God in prayer, we are worshiping the Lord, we're singing, we're serving the Lord in every area of our life. It's our desire to serve him with with our mind, with our words, in our marriage, in our families. We're doing our best to honor Jesus in every area of our life. There's nothing hidden. There's no, you know, secret double life. There's no secret sin that you're trying to hold back from God. We're living open, honest, sincere lives before God. And yet there's just crickets. Did you hear that? Did you hear those crickets? I was about to try to attempt to do a cricket sound, but I'm not going to because it's not going to sound like crickets. But it's like nothing's there but crickets. Silence. And we begin to ask ourselves, we begin to ask the Lord, God, are you, are you even there? When I pray, do you actually hear me? When I cry, do you actually bottle up those tears like the Bible talks about? Do you, do you know me? Are you aware of my situation? Are you aware of my circumstances? Are you aware of my struggle? Are you aware of my problems? Are you aware of my life? Do you know who I am? Do you know that I exist? Did you create me? God, are you there? Are you really there, God? Have you forgotten about me? We can feel these feelings and they can be very real sometimes, but they are not true. Where are you, God? Don't you even care? 
You could even say, Lord, have I sinned against you? Is it something that I've done? Have I done something wrong that I've, I've been, I'm, I'm not aware of? You know, like David, the psalmist, in, in one psalm, he said, search me, O God, and see if there's any wicked thing in me. Right? It's like, Lord, search me. I don't know, God. Like, have you forgotten me because I've sinned against you? Do you even love me still, Lord? Have you forgotten about me, God? But this happens in our Christian journey, gentlemen. This is actually a common part of our walk with God. It is. And it's one of those uncomfortable, frustrating, upsetting, discouraging, not pleasant seasons of life that we go through as followers of Jesus where we feel like God has forgotten about us. But it's not true. God knows when he needs to be quiet. Did you hear that? There are times when a mom and a dad with their children, there's a time where they need to understand, no, this is not a time to, you know, enter into my kid's situation. This is not a time to speak into my kid's situation. This is a time where I need to step back and let my kid figure this out. They, they know I'm there. They know I love them. They know I got their back. I'm their dad, you know, but, but right now, no, no. Yeah. There's many times I'm going to speak into my life's kid, my, my kid's life. I'm going to speak into that situation that he or she is going through as their father. Many times, there's many times like that, but gentlemen, we also have to discern when we step back and say, no, we're going to be quiet and we're going to let them figure out what to do here. God is the same way. God knows as you trust him and follow him, he knows those times in your life, in your faith life, when he needs to step back and be quiet and allow you to trust him even when you don't feel him or see him and it seems like he's forgotten all about you. God knows when not to answer you. Right? You pray, you cry out, and God knows those times. Yeah, he answers prayer. Absolutely. He'll say yes. He'll say no. He'll say not yet. And he knows those times when he has to be like, no, not yet, nothing. And you pray and pray and pray and pray and pray and pray. And it's just like God doesn't even hear. But he does. He's your father. He just has you in a time of life where he's growing your faith and it seems like he's forgotten about you and forgotten about what you're going through, but he hasn't. He's stretching your faith and he's allowing this test to try you so that you can be more like him when you come through it. Amen? God knows when to seem like he's far from you, like he's distant from you. It's all part of of the growing process that we all have to go through. And it's painful and it's not fun, but it's part of it. We, If you know your Bibles, you know the story of Job. Uh, Satan approached God and, and God actually, you know, Satan was, you know, roaming the earth, doing what he does, trying to destroy people's lives. And Satan, you know, and God are having a conversation and God actually, um, what's the word? He, uh, ah, what's the word? He says, Hey, have you considered my servant Job? Right. He, he actually like s- suggested, why don't you go after Job? <laughs> it's like, 
thanks God. Right. Um, and, and, and Satan's like, okay. And, and God allowed Satan to attack Job. Job was blameless. Job was a man who loved God. He hated evil, the Bible says, and he loved God. You can read it in Job chapter one and read the whole book of Job. It's quite the story. But God allowed Satan to attack him and and Satan took everything from Job. He took, you know, all his kids were killed. He lost all of his money. He lost his his job the the source of his income you know all the barns and and his farmland destroyed he lost his health he 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 had boils all over his body that god allowed satan to put on job and job was in torment he was scraping boils off with with clay you know clay pottery and and he was he was broken and in ashes and 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 yet he was going through this this horrible suffering that God allowed, which is unreal. The reality is, and this is just a little side note, as when Satan attacks a Christian with temptation, with opposition, with just hardship, which will come in trials and troubles and stuff, you need to understand that that he's on a leash. He's He's under the authority of God. You need to know that. But there are times when God will allow him some room in our life to to really, you know, like like he did with Paul, like a messenger of Satan was given to the apostle Paul to buffet him to keep him humble and not puffed up in in any kind of pride. And so that's a whole other topic here that I don't want to get into, but but Satan was on a leash, but God allowed him to attack Job. And we read here, despite the horrible suffering, in Job chapter 13, verse 15, Job said these words, Though God slay me, yet I will trust him. Though God slay me, yet I will trust him. And so in these times where we feel like the Lord has forgotten all about us, and you could imagine how Job must have been feeling, he must have felt. In fact, I know he felt like, God, where are you? What have I done to deserve this? Have you forgotten that I'm blameless? Have you forgotten that I love you and I trust you and I worship you? God, why? Why have you forgotten all about me? And listen to what Job felt here in Job 23 verses 8 through 14. I love this passage of scripture. Job said, I go east, but God's not there. I go west, but I cannot find him. I do not see him in the north, for he's hidden. I look to the south, but he is concealed. But he, God, knows where I am going. And when he tests me, I will come out as pure as gold. For I have stayed on God's paths. I have followed his ways, and I've not turned aside. I have not departed from his commands, but have treasured his words more than daily food. But once he has made his decision, who can change God's mind? Whatever God wants to do, he does. So he will do to me whatever he has planned. He controls my destiny. Those are incredible words from Job amidst feeling forgotten about from God. But notice he says, I go east. God's not there. I go west. I can't find God. I don't see him in the north and I look south and God is concealed. 
It's like God has stepped back from Job completely as if he's not even there. And Job can't find him. But Job's like, God knows the way I take. God knows what he's doing. I don't see God. I don't hear from God. I don't feel the presence of God. It feels like God doesn't even love me. It feels like God has forgotten all about me. It feels like God is angry towards me. It feels like God is not even there. But Job held on to his faith. And he said, but despite all of those feelings, I know that God knows what he's doing in my life. He holds my destiny. And I trust him. And that's our response. That's what our response should be, gentlemen, is that when it feels like God has forgotten all about us, we say, no, I know it's not feeling very good right now in my life, but I know that God knows what he's doing in my life. And when I come through this, I'm going to be pure as gold. It's a purifying process that God has you in. In these seasons of life when God is quiet and it seems like God is far from you or not even with you at all, God is actually purifying you in the fire and when you come through that testing that trial and God is with you in that trial even though it seems like he's not you are going to be pure as gold because God is refining you in the fire and that's a beautiful thing amen but notice he's like I have stayed on God's paths that's amazing we will be tempted as men when, when it seems like God has rejected us and forgotten us. When it seems like the Lord is nowhere near us, that God has forgotten all about us. He doesn't care about our trouble. He doesn't hear our prayers. We, we need to stay on God's path. You, you will be tempted to stray from God's path. You'll be tempted to go your own way in anger towards God. Lord, you've failed me. God, you have forgotten all about me. I'm going to figure this out on my own. Don't do that. Have the testimony like Job had. I have stayed on God's paths. I have followed his ways and I've not turned aside. Don't turn aside. Don't turn back. Keep moving forward and know that God is not forgotten about you, even when God seems far away, even when it seems like God is not with you, even when a lot of horrible things are happening to you right now in your life, even when it seems like God has forgotten about every aspect of your life, stay on the path that God has put before you. Don't stray in your feelings and in the struggle where it's like, God, why have you forgotten about me? I want to read this passage of scripture that there's a good chance you've never read it before because I don't read this passage very often myself, but it's found in Lamentations chapter five, and it's about the people of God, Israel. And if you read through the Old Testament, you'll find that Israel, God's people, um, they were God's people set apart for the ways of God and, and God loved them. But so often God's people would sin against God and turn from God and do their own evil things, much like Christians today. And so 
there is this portion here in Lamentations chapter 5 where Israel is going through a lot of suffering and they get to the point where they feel because of the suffering, they feel like God has actually forgotten about them because those are the times in our lives when we feel like God has forgotten us, when when life sucks, when life is hard, when we don't see anything good and it just keeps getting worse and worse. Those are the times where the enemy will lie to us and say, God has forgotten about you. Like, the, like he would say to the psalmist, where's your God? Come on, where is this faithful God that you preach, that you talk about, that you pray about, that you sing about at church, that you worship? Where's God? He must have forgotten about you. It's in those times when things are going bad. So let me read this from Lamentations chapter 5. It's, it's a pretty powerful passage of scripture. This is Israel. Lord, remember what has happened to us. See how we have been disgraced. Our inheritance has been turned over to strangers, our homes to foreigners. We have we are orphaned and fatherless. Our mothers are widowed. We have to pay for water to drink and even firewood is expensive. Those who pursue us are at our heels. We are exhausted but are given no rest. We hunt for food at the risk of our lives, for violence rules the countryside. The famine has blackened our skin as though baked in an oven. They're going through sunstroke. They have, to, they have to get food with risking their lives. When you go to the grocery store, your life is not at risk. Um, water, things to drink. At one time, we're just take as much as you need. Now they have to pay for their water and their firewood has gone up. Inflation over their firewood to keep their families warm. Their homes have been turned over to strangers. They're, they're experiencing loss and hardship and seemingly injustice in their life. Verse 11, listen to this. It gets worse. Our enemies, so God's people, the enemies of God's people are raping the women in Jerusalem and the young girls in all the towns of Judah. Horrible. Our princes are being hanged by their thumbs and our elders are treated with contempt. Young men are led away to work at millstones and boys stagger under heavy loads of wood. The elders no longer sit in the city gates. The young men no longer dance and sing. So, you know, horrible situations. There's no more singing. There's no more dancing. You know, the women and, and, and girls are being raped and, and, and abused by the enemy. And, and young men are being hanged, you know, for no wrong. And it's just all this horrible injustice coming at them. It's even hard to read passages like this of what they experienced. Joy has left our hearts. Our dancing has turned to mourning. We can, we can relate with those times. The garlands have fallen from our heads. Weep for us because we have sinned. Our hearts are sick and weary and our eyes grow dim with tears. For Jerusalem is empty and desolate, a place that's haunted by jackals. But now in verse 19, listen to their profession, despite all that they go through. But Lord, you remain the same forever. Amen. They still have some faith there. You remain the same forever. Your throne continues from generation to generation. And then listen to what they say in verse 20. After all this suffering and hardship, why do you continue to forget us? Why have you abandoned us for so long? Restore us, O Lord, and bring us back to you again. Give us back the joys that we once had. Or have you utterly rejected us? Are you angry with us still? 
So all of these horrible trials, terrible stuff to even speak of, they're going through in their life and they feel like the Lord has forgotten us and they need their joy. They have no more joy, no more singing, no more dancing as unto the Lord. And they're like, God, why have you abandoned us? Why have you forgotten about us, Lord? We can relate with that, gentlemen. This is the mystery of the Christian life. Following Jesus is, like I talk about often, it's war. And there's going to be things that are stripped away from us. Things that we go through that we we don't even want to think about or talk about. Maybe you've gone through some horrible trials, you know, death of loved ones, maybe a death of a spouse in your, in, in, in a, maybe you've lost a wife. I don't know. I, I know I've heard from listeners who have had sick wives and God's brought them through, but trials, we go through trials, we go through struggles, we go through these things that are just are awful. This is part of life in a fallen, broken, sinful world. And it can seem like Israel felt that God has forgotten about us and that we need our joy restored again. I relate with this. I have times in my life where I feel like, God, where is my joy? Oh, I know we can say, oh, the joy of the Lord is your strength. Yeah, I know that the Bible talks about that, but I don't feel it right now. Lord, I need you. God, where are you? Why have you forgotten me? We get it. We go through trials and troubles and stress and pressure and anxiety and fear and lack, financial lack and pressure. All these things can make us feel like God has forgotten us. Now, listen, the key word there is feel. Our feelings, man, they are real. We really feel them, but they're also not true a lot of the times. Those things that are tormenting your mind, making you feel afraid, not even true. They're just thoughts. They're just imaginations. They're just thoughts of fear, right? These these pressured thoughts, they're not true. They're just feelings. They're just feelings, gentlemen. But believe you, me, I understand how awful feelings can can make you feel. They can make you question faith. They can make you question things and make you wonder, God, why have you forgotten about me? And it's encouraging to read passages like this that Israel experienced that too. And listen to David, the man after God's own heart. In Psalm 13, listen to what David wrote. Oh Lord, how long will you forget me? He has five questions here in the first portion of Psalm 13. He asks God five questions. Listen to those questions. Oh Lord, how long will you forget me? Forever? How long will you look the other way? How long must I struggle with anguish in my soul, with sorrow in my heart every day? How long will my enemy have the upper hand? Sometimes we can feel like the enemy has the upper hand in our life, gentlemen, and we feel like we're going under and we feel like, God, how long are you going to forget me, Lord? Is this going to keep going on forever? Will I ever experience your presence again like I used to in my life? Will I ever experience the joy of my salvation like I used to in my life? Will it always just be this way, feeling like I'm just going under, trying to keep my head above water? We feel that way. We go through seasons like that as followers of Jesus. And we ask the same questions like David here. How long will the enemy have the upper hand? How long will you forget me, God? How long? And then he says in verse 3, turn and answer me. Did you ever pray that way? God, please, would you answer me? Many times in the Psalms, you'll read them say, they write, answer me quickly, God, quickly. There's times I pray, Lord, let this be the day today that you answer me quickly, Lord. Let this be today. 
Turn and answer me, O Lord my God. Restore the sparkle in my eye, or I will die. Don't let my enemies gloat, saying, We've defeated him. Don't let them rejoice at my downfall, God. And notice in verse 5, he says, But I trust in your unfailing love. I will rejoice because you have rescued me. I will sing to the Lord because he is good to me. Notice that. How did David respond to the feelings that he was feeling that were real, that were awful, that God had forgotten to that that God had forgotten about him. David responded in three ways. We read it there in verse 5 and 6. He trusted God, he rejoiced in God, and he sang to God. Trust, rejoice, and sing. Can you do that, gentlemen? Can you trust God? Yeah, sure, I trust God. Can you rejoice in God, begin to thank the Lord for all the blessings he's given to you? Sometimes I struggle with that. I just want to wallow in the mud because it makes my flesh feel better, right? Oh, woe is me. Did you ever be there before? I, I'm there sometimes. Oh, woe is me. Things, things will never get better for me. Oh, yep, for them, but not for me, right? And, and the last thing I want to do is rejoice. But can, can we rejoice? Can we trust God? Can we rejoice and say, God, I, I rejoice in you. God, my Savior, I trust you. And then can we sing? It's like, bro, I don't want to sing. Just sing. Just let it out, right? Make that joyful noise to God. But those are three things that David did. Let's be real, gentlemen. Let's be real. Those are the last things that you or I want to do when it feels like the Lord has forgotten about us. I don't want to trust God. I don't want to rejoice in God. I don't want to sing songs to God. He's forgotten about me. You need to know that is not true. No matter how you feel, that is not true. God is for you, not against you. God is with you, not against you. He's not far away. He's close to you. The Bible says he's a very present help in times of trouble. Amen. But if we can, by faith, do these things, trust God, rejoice in God, and sing praises to God, God will help us. We find another time in the Bible when Israel felt that God had forgotten them at this point as well. Isaiah 49, verse 14 to 15. Yet Jerusalem says, the Lord has deserted us. The Lord has forgotten us. There it is again. And notice verse 15, one word at the beginning. Never with an exclamation mark. They're like, God has forgotten us. And and Isaiah writes down, never. Can a mother forget her nursing child? Can she feel no love for the child that she has born? But even if that were possible, I will not forget you. God says, even if a mother who would never forget her own child, and unfortunately some mothers do, and it's sad to say, but even if that happens, even if a mother chooses to forget her own child, which is very rare, God's like, even if that happens, I will never forget you. You need to hear that, gentlemen. No matter how you feel right now, God says to you, according to Isaiah 49, verse 15, I will never forget you. I know what you're going through. I know how you're feeling. I've seen your cries. I've heard your cries. I've seen those tears. I've heard your prayer. I've seen those sleepless nights. I know what you are dealing with. I know the pressure. I know the stress. I know the heartache. I know how you're feeling weak physically in your body, in your in your mind, in your emotions. I have not forgotten. I know. 
You need to know that is what God is saying to you today. Hebrews chapter 13, verse 5, God promises to us, his people, I'll never leave you and I'll never forsake you. You need to believe that, gentlemen. I will never, never leave you, never forsake you, and I will never forget you. You are my son and I love you. Amen? <coughs> Whoa, getting all worked up. Needed some water. I apologize. Listen to Deuteronomy 31, verse 8. Do not be afraid. This is God speaking to Israel. Again, he speaks to Israel a lot, his people. He speaks to us a lot, gentlemen. We can apply these promises, these truths to us today. Don't think, oh, those were just for Israel. God is the same God today, yesterday, today, and forever. He, he has the same heart of love towards us as he did for Israel in the old covenant. If not more with Jesus Christ in the new covenant. Amen? But listen to Deuteronomy 31.8. Do not be afraid or discouraged for the Lord will personally go ahead of you. Do you believe that? Do you know that? God personally goes ahead of you. He will be with you. He'll neither fail you or abandon you. God personally goes ahead of you. He won't fail you. He won't abandon you. So if God goes ahead of you, that means that when you get to that situation that's causing you trouble, God's already been there. So trust him, rejoice in him, sing to him and say, Lord, you've already been here. I'm just arriving now because God, your word says in Deuteronomy 31 that you personally go ahead of me and that you will not fail me and that you will not abandon me. Amazing. Isaiah 41 verse 10. Don't be afraid for I am with you. Don't be discouraged for I am your God. I will strengthen you and I will help you. I will hold you up with my righteous right hand. God is holding you right now. No, he's forgotten me. No, he's holding you right now. I don't feel him. He's holding you right now. I don't sense his presence. He's holding you right now. I will hold you up with my righteous right hand. You will never be far from me. I, my, my eye will always be upon you. I'm with you. I've got you. I'm holding you up with my righteous right hand. <laughs> Amen. I hope you've been encouraged by today's podcast. I'm encouraging myself. Psalm 27, verse 10. Even if my father or my mother abandon me, the Lord will hold me close. Maybe you growing up as a, as a boy, maybe you had a mom or a dad who abandoned you. And that's, that's awful. And if that's you, I, I'm sorry that you had to experience that. I pray that, that you've, you know, God's brought restoration in that pain, which I, I, I don't know anything about that kind of pain. But maybe you have experienced that. And, and like the psalmist writes here, even if a mother or father abandons you, God God will never abandon you. The Lord will hold you close. And maybe you've experienced that. Maybe you're like, Matt, listen, I, I know that's true. God has, is, has been my heavenly father. My dad left me when I was young. He rejected me. He wanted just to do his own thing and he abandoned me. As his own, my own father abandoned me for, as being his son. But my father, God, has come in and he holds me close. Maybe you've experienced that because it's true. It's true. Even if your earthly father or mother reject and abandon you and forget about you, God will never do that to you. Never. Now, I want to encourage you with something because there's one thing that God will forget. There's one thing that God will forget, and it's actually an amazing thing. And I'm so 
so thankful for this. Okay? God will forget, not you, but God will forget your sin. So it gets even better. It's like those infomercials, right? If you call in in the next 10 minutes, you know, to buy one of these these vacuums that will vacuum your house in 20 seconds, you know, at lightning bolt speed. (laughs) Again, didn't plan this. But if you call in, you'll not only get one vacuum, but just wait, it gets even better. We'll give you three extra vacuums for the price of one. Woo, right? It gets even better. But wait, if you call in the next 20 minutes, we'll not only give you one or three extra vacuums, we will give you a TV and it's a color TV, right? (laughs) It gets, it just keeps getting better. So we've learned in this podcast that God will never forget you. It's like, woo, yes, amen. And it gets even better. He will forget your sin. Yes. Like not just forgive you, but forget your sin. It's amazing. Isaiah 43, Isaiah 43, verse 25. I, even I am he who blots out your transgressions for my own sake, and I will not remember your sins. When you confess your sins to God, he forgives you of your sins and he cleanses you of all your all of your unrighteousness. And the Bible teaches in multiple passages that God does not remember your sins. People will, but not God. He forgets about your sin. Hebrews 8, uh, Hebrews 8, 12. And I will forgive their wickedness and I will never again remember their sins beautiful. Is that not amazing? Oh Lord, I failed. I've fallen. I sinned against you, Lord. I confess my sin to you, Jesus. Please forgive me. Immediately you're forgiven and immediately God remembers that sin no more. He forgets about it. Psalms 103 verse 12. He has removed our sins as far from the east is to the west, right? You look east. Where's east? Never eat shredded wheat. East. There's east. (laughs) I literally remember that from that. Never eat shredded wheat, although it's really good, especially with some brown sugar. But from the east to the west. So if you start going east... You can go east, 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 keep going east and, and keep going east and you'll you'll just start to eventually realize that it's never going to end. And as far as the east is from the west, you know, there's no reaching it. It's impossible to reach it. That's as far as God has removed your sins when you confess your sins to God. Beautiful. Micah chapter 7 verse 19. Yes, there's a Bible, there's a book in the Bible called Micah, right? <laughs> Micah chapter 7, verse 19. Once again, this is beautiful. Once again, you will have compassion on us. You will trample our sins under your feet and throw them into the depths of the ocean. Amen? There's an ocean. Some call it the sea of forgetfulness. And God takes the sins that we've confessed to him and he forgives us and he takes our sin and he crumples that sin up and he throws it out. He litters, right? (laughs) It's his ocean. He can do it if he wants to. And he throws that sin out into the depths of the ocean and that sin falls to the ocean floor. It reminds me of the amazing song, great band, Audio Adrenaline. They were great when they had their lead singer. Not a big fan of their new lead singer. Just my own opinion, but Audio Adrenaline, the old school stuff. I forget the lead singer's name, but he had that incredible voice. You know, uh, some kind of zombie, if you know what I'm talking about. Uh, Google, go on Spotify, Audio Adrenaline, old old stuff in the 1999s, 2000 era. But there was a song called The Ocean Floor. 
your your sins are forgotten. They are no longer. They're they're out on the ocean floor. And it's talking about this passage here, how God forgets about our sin and throws them into the sea of forgetfulness. So God will never forget you, but God will forget your sin. So just give him all of your sin and know that he will forget all of it as you trust him by faith. Amen. It's powerful. But I want you to be encouraged that no matter how you feel today, God's not forgotten you. God knows what you're going through. God knows your struggle. And God is with you and for you, gentlemen. And in his perfect time, he's going to answer your prayer. And in his perfect way, he's going to answer your prayer. You just got to hold on. I just got to hold on. Because sometimes, man, to quit sounds pretty good. But we can't do that. Quitting is not an option. So we trust in what the Bible teaches. And we've seen today very clearly in the word of God that God has not forgotten you. He's well aware of you and he loves you and he's for you. So gentlemen, I hope that you are encouraged. Again, reach out to me, connect with me on social media, email me, standingonthefrontline, gmail.com. I'd love to connect with you. Watch it on YouTube, subscribe. And can you share this podcast? Can you please go out on Apple Podcasts and leave a review and a rating? This really helps the algorithm in in Apple Podcasts to get this podcast out to more people and leave a five-star rating on Spotify. Thanks for doing that. You don't have to, but I'd appreciate it very much. If you find value in this podcast, I'm done. God bless you. Until next time, gentlemen, keep standing, keep fighting on the front line for the glory of God. God bless you. Thanks for joining me on The Frontline. We're done here. Time to go. I hope that you were challenged, equipped, and encouraged to remain standing for Jesus, your marriages, your families, and the plans and purposes of God for your life. I am prepared. I'd love to connect with you. Follow the podcast on Facebook and Instagram at The Frontline Man. Follow me and you're in good company. Watch the podcast on YouTube. Watch it. And also email me questions, comments, or prayer requests at standingonthefrontline at gmail.com. I just want to talk. One more thing. If you could please leave me a review and rating on Apple Podcasts and Spotify, this would really help spread the word of the podcast to other listeners around the world. I'm looking for someone to share in an adventure. Until next time, gentlemen, keep standing, keep fighting for the glory of God. We stand ready.